I hope that when families come, I love that it's the family part of it, right? We're going to do ninth grade orientation and we're going to do something for students in August. But families get to walk around our building together. Um, but so much of it is student focused, um, right? I mean, it's students that are going to give the tours. And so students who are currently in our building being able to talk to students who are going to come. And, and as you sort of walk around the building and they're pointing out things that they enjoy and, and all of it is starting to build memories that you're going to have at, at Colgan. And so as our current students can talk about the things that they love and, and what makes them excited to be here every day, then I feel like we're, we're getting other students excited. Um, but to be able to do that as a family and then hopefully continue some of those conversations when they get home. I mean, we are excited to welcome these students, but we're also really excited to engage with the families for the next four years. Welcome back to another episode of the Colgan Shark Podcast. I'm Billy Watts. I'm Dr. Healy. And today we have our guest today is Claire Hanville, Director of School Counseling. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, so it is almost the end. We are at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Spring break is upon us. So what are plans for spring break? Uh, I was going to, I'm a, you know, as a father of a senior and of a sophomore, so we were going to take a trip out to Arizona to see the University of Arizona. And when I laid out the itinerary for the for the family of, of ladies in the house, and I said we were going to get at BWI at 5 in the morning to check in, and then our flight leaves at 6, and then we'll have a layover for like an hour and a half in Houston, then we switch planes and then go into Tucson, then we're going to go from Tucson, and then we're going to drive, take an Uber immediately to the campus so we can do the tour, then we're going to go to, going down this list, they didn't let me finish. They said, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not. And um, uh, my, my oldest goes, is that how it's always going to be? Like, if I'm flying back home, is it always going to be a nine hour flight? Because you can do a nine hour flight out to Phoenix. But then coming home, there is very few flights from Arizona back to D.C. area. And it's usually like a layover. One of the layovers was 18 hours in Denver. Wow. And I was like, guys, like we could just go to Denver. They're like, no, no, I'm good. Let's look at the regional school. So. <laughs> Uh, with that, um, pretty like 99% certain, but you never know with uh, um, teenage children uh, that we're committing to East Carolina University. And so she would like to go to the beach for spring break. Hmm. So Dr. Healy, what are your plans? I know one of my plans is to catch up on the movies I missed from The Best Picture. Um just a quick side note, East Carolina, yes. there must be a connection there in your family <laughs> for her to uh, have committed. Yeah, there, so, right? you know, it's 100%. I am a pirate. Uh, went to East Carolina. When I was um, a senior graduating from Unity, now Unity Reed, um, I applied to two schools. Uh, I'm the first in my family to go to college. And when I was applying, um, my parents were like, I don't know what you're doing, whatever. Just do whatever you want. And so I applied to two schools. I wanted to be somewhere in the psychology realm or education. So I applied to Temple University in Philadelphia, and I applied to East Carolina University. Hmm. And then saw Philly. was like, yeah, that's nice. That's kind of cool. Then went down to East Carolina and was on the campus and was, I was like, this is home. Like, you just feel like it's at home. I met my wife there. And uh, it's ironic because they were talking last night. They said, um, my daughter goes, I am Pitt County is the county down there in, in Greenville. And she goes, I'm going to be, I was born in Pitt County. I'm coming back to Pitt <laughs> County. So yes, uh, well, East Carolina that's alum. Yes. That's great. That's good for your family. Congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, spring break. I am going with the theater students to New York city. That's the, they're back. We're back doing our 
yearly trip, which we haven't done for a couple of years. And uh, traditionally, I've gone on that trip with them, and it's a great trip. So we do that the first three days of spring break um, and see several Broadway shows. And the kids do a workshop with uh, a Broadway person who, you know, workshops a whole number with Mm. them and some other New York City stuff. So I'm excited about that. And then the rest of the week, I'll probably sleep. That's a that's a good yeah. good call. Uh, do you guys all take a bus up there? We do. We take a charter bus. <laughs> There's some memories in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good times. Actually, you know what? A charter bus uh, to New York City isn't really that bad. And um, uh, I do some reading and listening to pod other podcasts, okay. and um, and so it makes the time go quickly. And yeah. So I do think um, families that might be listening to this uh, don't know this about you, Dr. Healy, but. I am always a little surprised, like um, uh, like when you were just in the musical, The Music Man, and, and you were one of the actors in that. And I think, how was that, by the way? How was the the nervousness of being backstage? Yeah, yeah. it was it was uh, a pretty nerve wracking. I, I I think we when we did our Music Man mm-hmm. uh, podcast, yeah. I said this: I can speak in front of five thousand people; it doesn't yeah. make me nervous. But that makes me super nervous. Yeah. And I was really, really nervous. But it went well. And uh, the kids did it. The show was amazing. So I was just a little tiny, tiny part of that. What's it like being backstage with the students? Like, do you feel like you're you're, you're one of them? Or is it like the principal's here? <laughs> you you got to be careful not to drop that F. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask them. But okay. I would say that um, kids, before showtime, like those 30 minutes before the curtain goes up, although we didn't use the curtain in this particular show. Um, kids are kind of in their zone. Each kid is kind of mentally mm-hmm. preparing their own way. I end up pacing, just going over my lines over and over and over yeah. and over and over. But each kid, some kids who are dancers, they're stretching. Mm-hmm. Some kids that are, uh, you know, have, uh, like me, or I think are going through their lines mentally. Some kids do. Uh, so everybody's kind of in their own zone. So I... I'd like to think they don't even notice me. I just okay. kind of stand off in the corner, you know, um, and uh, do my thing, and they just kind of go about their business. So it's it's good. But then you're going to road trip with them up to New York City. Yeah. So then is it like, I mean, that's just, when you first said that, my thought was the principal's getting on the bus with them. Like, I would have yeah. thought the principal just drives himself up. No, but no, no, no. no, no. You, no. you rode. Part of, part of the experience, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Eat, the, eat the breakfast buffet that's at the hotel we stay at and all the... The whole thing. So it's kind of fun, to be honest, because uh, I've, anytime you get to interact with students um, and they interact with me outside of the formal school setting, I think it's a growth opportunity. Um, it's a great way to forge relationships, build rapport. Um, and, and you know, it's going to New York City and being part of a tour group uh, de-stresses the whole New York City experience. Mm-hmm. Like the tour guides, like, get on the bus here, get off the bus here. You have one hour here. Go enjoy that. Come back, meet me. So you don't have to worry about any of the logistics of parking and driving and mm. how much time you have in this spot or that because the tour guide takes all care of all of it. So really, uh, me, along with all the chaperone, parent chaperones that are coming and Mr. Warkentine, our job is to make sure we just count, right? <laughs> make sure we have the right number of students at each stop. And when we get right. back on the bus, we count. We got everybody. We're good to go. And that's a successful trip uh, if we come back with the right amount of students. You don't necessarily (laughs) want to come back with extras. No extras. No less and no extra. You want to be right spot on. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Hanville, are you uh, camping? We are camping. Of course. I, I don't think everybody knows that. You are a camping family. 
So sort of. I think a lot of people when I we say camping, your sort of gut goes to like tent camping, which, which I, I do I, do, but I haven't taken my kids to do. I don't understand that by the way. Like like I'm and I'm sure the listeners love to camp. I'm sure there's outdoors <laughs> people, but when we have houses, why do we sleep outside? I don't <laughs> just make any sense to me. Well, my husband is really big. Like he goes hiking for like week long trips and uh, bike packing and all of that. Now. Yeah, and so this is sort of our co- compromise was the travel trailer that we got because okay. like I have heat and I have air conditioning and we have a stove and a fridge. Don't they call that glamping? The, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> But that's how we do it. So where are we glamping this this spring break? Williamsburg. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the like you guys just drive the whole trailer down. The family just is there. We do. He, I mean, he drives it. He hooks it up, um, and then we'll go to Bush Gardens and and go down to Jamestown and stuff. My kids have never been there. I like Colonial Williamsburg. Um, so yeah, be a okay. good couple of days. Hopefully the weather's nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking. I think it's supposed to be and uh, like really really nice. So with spring break, coming right back out of spring break, um, we are, Ms. Hanbell, we are all finished with academic advising? We are. That's got to be nice and relaxing yeah. for you. I think a couple episodes before we talked about the, the importance of different advanced courses and how it can give you opportunities as you um, proceed through your high school career. Uh, so all the students, uh, they've, they've all met. It's got to be, I think the last time you guys did in-person academic advising was was that during the 2019-2020 so year? We started with um, with some of our students spring of 2020, but we finished it virtually. So a lot of the students who are still at Colgan really did that virtually because mm. we start with the rising 12th graders and then move the way down. So Yeah, so like they actually got to sit down and actually pick classes and yeah. do all that. Uh, but you don't just do the students at Colgan. You also travel to each middle school? We do. Tell us that. Um, so we go to the big feeder schools at the beginning um, in February. So Benton, Bevel, and Saunders. And then um, once our transfer lists come in for the specialty programs, then one or two counselors goes to every um, middle school. And I really love doing those. Um, I went to a couple of middle schools last week. And so you're sitting down. Sometimes it was three students. Sometimes it was 12 students. But just they're so excited. Most of these students have chosen Colgan and, mm. and then are asking questions and they're, they got accepted into the program and, and really just looking at their courses and, and what they want to do here. Well, that's nice. But by the way, I think that's another example and I'm not trying to like, uh, lift everybody up here, but like you got the principal riding on the bus and in the musical and you got the, the director of school counseling scheduling classes one-on-one with kids. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, but that segues into the Tuesday right after spring break, we do a big event. I think right, it's kind of interesting, right? Like we're finishing up this school year. We're really focusing on finishing back to normal, celebrating the class of 2022. But then also we have this annual tradition of um, trying to get the class of the incoming ninth graders really excited. And so that event is Embark with the Sharks. Embark with the Sharks. Yeah. So we're doing that uh, right the Tuesday after spring break. The date on that is April 19th. April 19th. And uh, we we, we must have done it virtually last year. Did we do like a webinar of some sort? (laughs) I feel like that's all we did last year was webinars. I'm good not doing webinars. Well, it was fun. It was fun. We got pretty good at it. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Um, That that, that was like the preview of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it was a preview of our podcast. But uh, there nothing nothing beats, uh, especially first time ninth graders. Like mm-hmm. this was the oldest kid in the family when they come to the building and physically are here, and we can 
do a couple of purposes, get them excited, right? We want them to be super excited about coming to high school. This is a natural progression in their life. We want them um, to be ready to be done with middle school and be ready to come to high school and be super excited about it. And nothing does that like getting in the building and seeing the building and getting comfortable with the building. We um, want to give people some practical tips and some logistical stuff. And here's how this works. Here's how that works. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, also having all the clubs and activities and sports here so kids can find a way to get involved and connect with our school. And then uh, also the tours of the building. We do tours of the building, which I don't know how much of that sinks in because the first time you go around our building, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And we'll hear comments from parents that like, I don't know how anybody ever finds their way around here. And, and we say by day three, the kids will have it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, sometimes parents don't trust us with that, but it's true. Uh, so this is kind of that just to kind of see the building. It's really not to get to know the building because it's just uh, the first time it's hard to do that. And that's been a tradition here at Colgan since we've opened Embark with the Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Since we've opened, um, we do it each year and, um, usually get a fantastic turnout. So we're hoping for a great turnout this year as well. Now, prior to your Colgan life, you were also a principal at Osborne Park. Was this something that you, was there, was there an, a, a similar catchphrase for Yellow Jackets? <laughs> so we had our catchphrase for the orientation we do in August, not uh, the one that we do in okay. April, but we did a similar thing at Osborne Park, yes. Okay. So yeah. uh, I'm just curious, like where, where did that come from in the mind of, of Dr. Healy, this, this idea that, we need to bring families in before school starts and have them come in. Yeah, so the ninth grade transition's always been, uh, you know, a special issue for me because um, I just think there's. I did my doctoral dissertation in the ninth grade transition, but wow. my interest in it came well before that because there was. A, I would go to conferences and hear people talk about. Uh, ninth grade year is the make it or break it year. That was the phrase everybody used. It's the make it or break it year. And um, the statistics that go along with that, if a student is successful in ninth grade, their chance of graduating in four years skyrockets. In other words, if you pass all your classes in ninth grade, you have a successful year, you're, you are on the road to graduate in four years and be ready to be prepared and inspired for life after you leave us. If you struggle in ninth grade, um, let me rephrase. It's common for people to struggle in ninth grade because of all the things and some of which we can get into the today and we'll certainly get into at Embark with the Sharks. So it's not that the struggle is bad. It's persevering through the struggle mm. is the goal, right? And so we want to, if you don't, if you don't persevere through that struggle, if, if you, um, for whatever reason, don't, don't, make it through that struggle, whether it be academically or otherwise, it really makes your path to graduation much more difficult. And so because of that knowledge, because of the importance of getting off on the right foot, so to speak, it's always been a real big interest in mine. And, and the more you get people in, um, the more comfort they get. Um, um, and so that's kind of where the whole philosophy comes from. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if you're in second that, uh, what would you say for families that have that have this on the calendar? They've seen the website, they've got the notification on social media. Uh, Ms. Hamba, what would you say would be the the commercial for them to to come on Tuesday night? Oh, that's tricky. Um, 
I mean, I think, I hope that when families come, I love that it's the family part of it, right? We're going to do ninth grade orientation and we're going to do something for students in August. But families get to walk around our building together. Um, but so much of it is student focused, um, right? I mean, it's students that are going to give the tours. And so students mm. who are currently in our building being able to talk to students who are going to come. And, and as you sort of walk around the building and they're pointing out things that they enjoy and, and all of it is starting to build memories that you're going to have it at Colgan and so as our current students can talk about the things that they love and and what makes them excited to be here every day then I feel like we're we're getting other students excited um, but to be able to do that as a family and then hopefully continue some of those conversations when they get home I mean we are excited to welcome these students but we're also really excited to engage with the families for the next four years yeah and I think Dr. Lee that's a big part right there you had met, touched on it but having that family connection being really success, really important to being successful that ninth grade year. Absolutely. Um, part of it is uh, parents have to be comfortable with us. We want them to come get to know us, get to know me, get to know uh, Mrs. Hanville, all of us, so they trust us with what we're doing to help their, uh, help their um, children move forward in their, in their career and their aspirations. And so that's a big part of it, right? Um, we while we're focused on students, um, again, uh, making it a family atmosphere where parents feel welcome, families feel welcome, uh, is nothing but positive when we do that, right? And so this is a big part of that as, as well. And so this is not orientation. I think that's one of the confusions yeah. we always get is that they're thinking this is, oh, I, my child picked out their classes a month ago, mm -hmm. so this is my orientation, but this is not, right? This yeah. is just a a chance to almost like, I don't know, just be in the space. So, so think of it, it's almost our approach is a three pronged approach, right? Prong one was the getting registered for classes, mm -hmm. all the academic advising. So we did that in, in January. Yeah. The parent night, was the parent night in January. And that's really where, really where we talk about how we select classes, selecting the classes, the process, getting students in those right classes that they need to be. This is, this is number two in the three-step approach, right? And this is come to the building, see the building, but um, get some tips before we go into the summer to, to be prepared for high school. Um, a real simple example is if you're involved in a fall sport or marching band or cheerleading, in high school, those things start well before the school year starts. Yeah. Well, that's not happened before in middle school. Everything starts like the first day of school, right? And so that's a different mindset. And so it's those types of things that we want to acclimate people to because really the excitement around here um, builds starting about August 1st really okay. is when momentum picks up for the upcoming school year. And not that we want to cut people's summers short because we all enjoy our summer break, but that's when the building starts to come back to life. Fall teams are practicing. The marching band's having a band camp. Um, and, and so the energy starts to resume. And so that's, a again, a different mindset um, for parents that we want them to know of. When So we kind of set that stage at this event um, uh, on Tuesday. And then, of course, in August, as Mrs. Hanville just referred, we do it the Thursday before school starts. I don't remember that date off the top of my head. But... That's when we do our official orientation, and that's really just focused on students. In fact, we encourage parents not to come to that because this it's 
only ninth graders in the building, although we, we have a few older uh, tour guides here. Um, and that's when the students get to visit all their classrooms, find their mm. classes, meet their teachers, um, figure out the lunchroom. We kind of serve them lunch that day so they can figure out all of that stuff and really kind of get acclimated to the building. But most importantly, find their classrooms, find their teachers and and that. So that's what ninth grade orientation is in August. Mm. Uh, Ms. Hanville, what is one of the, the big fears you sometimes get or big questions you get from families or students either that first week or right before? So I think leading up to coming here, when students are 14 years old and we're talking that we're going to maybe put you in some classes with some 18 year olds. Oh, okay. Um, right. There's, there's some level of anxiety there. I mean, my daughter's only seven. I can anticipate I'm probably going to be a little bit nervous about that. Um, and so talking through some of those things, students who are not necessarily zoned for Colgan, um, Right. Like I was at a school last week that only had three students coming from middle school. And how are those students going to get to know people and how are they going to know who to sit by at lunch when we have set the schedule and told you when you're going to go and really sort of just becoming acclimated in that way. And I think all of this sort of starts some of that. I mean, some of the programs and, and the clubs and activities when you start to to meet people helps bridge some of that um, and really just feeling comfortable in the space. So after Dr. Healy gives us his wisdom at 630, uh, what's the next opportunity for families on that Tuesday night? So um, after that, we will go out um, into the main part of the building. So we're going to have like Colgan Spirit Wear and stuff for sale. The athletic boosters will be here, PTSO and the CFPA boosters. Um, We will have uh, activities and athletics fairs, so sponsors and students um, to talk about the involvement opportunities. We will have leadership students who are doing tours of the building, um, and we have some fun giveaway stuff to for families as well. And I, I mean, um, all of us will be there afterward. Um, and I, I also love that part is, is families coming and talking afterward to me. And I'm sure Dr. Healy feels the same way. Um, because then later on when there's something else that you want to talk about, then you know yeah. who to reach out to. It's, it's not the first time you're having to find all of that. Yeah. I, I think that's so important. Dr. Healy, you're talking about just that, that ba- I've heard you say that all the time, the balance between uh, a rigorous academic, but then a good social and an and emotional life in high school and the fact that they can connect right with that clubs and those sponsors and but not just the adults like hearing you say that the the students who are on say the cheerleading team or the students that are the sponsors of the clubs they're going to be the one making an initial connection uh thinking uh I'll, I'll go back to my daughter going to college that was the most exciting thing for her is that when she went on tours she immediately when she got back she had text she had numbers of the tour guides that the, the campus people right. who were immediately texting her saying so what questions do you have what's ideas i'm so excited if you have anything just reach out to me if you choose the campus <laughs> i like we'll meet up for lunch like it was it was it made her feel yeah. like she'd come all the time she'd be like look at what they sent me they, they wrote me this letter like it, it really made her feel special and she's 18 you know yeah that's a really really valuable point and it reminds me of how important it is to have the students get involved like that, especially early on, early on. I've heard some parents say to me, well, I tell my kid, you're not doing anything in the fall. You're just going to focus on your classes, and then we'll see in the winter and the spring what you get involved with. And I tell people that's exactly the wrong advice to give mm-hmm. because um, uh, there is huge benefits to getting involved from, from the get-go. Let me give you two quick examples. Uh, one... 
I, in my experience as principal, I've seen parents who are like, I put my kid in marching band on purpose. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, it's not that we love marching band, even though our marching band's amazingly fantastic here. And Mr. McGee does an incredible job. But the reason they put their kid in marching band is because then they have connections to older mm. kids. So the marching band camp starts the first week of August. Those ninth graders immediately, number one, they meet the other ninth graders, but they also meet the older students. And the parents said to me, so what happens is on the first day of school, the older band kids say, hey, Tim, come on, come sit with us. It's okay. And so my ninth grader immediately has a place to go on mm. a, a group to identify with. I've heard the same uh, discussion about cross country, right? Um, cross country doesn't cut. Now, high school athletics are, are more competitive and playing time isn't guaranteed. But this parent that I spoke to, uh, this was several years ago, uh, he specifically wanted his kids on the cross-country team because of the same reasons I just described for marching band. He made connections. He knew that was a good group of kids to be around, the discipline that goes along with cross-country running. And so his point was, I don't care if my kid's a great cross-country runner or not, but all the other benefits of being involved in that program, I uh, wanted him to be involved in cross-country. And so... There's, you could fill in the blank for a lot of fall sports yeah. or, or activities and clubs, but when kids can make those connections prior to even the first day of school, that immediately takes the edge off the nervousness or the anxiety that they may have that first day or so. Because, you know, the first couple of days, uh, if you've not been in the building, if you don't yeah. come to our orientation activities, if you haven't made those connections... There are 2,800 students here. Some of them are 18 years old, as Mrs. Hanville said, and they're large, right? And so it can be an intimidating feeling. Yeah. The hallways are full. People yeah. are going all different directions. Everybody seems to know everybody. Everybody knows where they're going. If you're that person who doesn't have those connections, it can be uh, isolating, right? Yeah. And so we're trying, to, we're trying to take some of that edge off. Through all these things, that's that that's amazing, and it makes so much sense. Um, it, you know, it's, sometimes you know, as you've had kids uh, go through, there's there's those advice you would go back to give to yourself as a as a parent of an incoming ninth grader, and I think that's one of the things I, I was very much in that sense of okay, as a ninth grader, I want you to focus on school, thinking about college as that point, and and the social and emotional struggles that both of my daughters had, just connecting with people that they didn't get later until they were involved in those activities. That's, yeah. that, that's really big. Uh, what about our parents? I think you have parents coming from whether they were involved, super involved in elementary school and then like didn't quite know how to fit in in middle school. How can the parents really get connected? And like you said, Ms. Hanville, have those positive first experiences um, with the staff and with the other parents at Colgan. Oh, I thought you were asking Mrs. Hanville. Uh, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, Ms. Hanville, what are the opportunities? <laughs> but she looked at, do you want me to answer that, Mrs. Hanville? What were the opportunities for parents? Well, so I immediately go to like the formal stuff, right? I okay. mean, we mentioned um, like athletic boosters and PTSO and, mm. and things like that specific so, to so, different So who's going to be here? Athletic boosters. Yes. Uh, Dr. Healy, give us a quick 10 second. What is athletic boosters? So the athletic boosters are a group of parents who are boosting athletics. Okay. No, they're really, they're fun. They're helping doing fundraising uh, to support different teams, different, um, the, the groups, whether it's fundraising for uniforms or equipment or stuff like that. And I know they do concessions together. They do all the concessions yeah, together. I, I, yeah. my, my wife talked about that all the and, time. And, and let me just throw in, we have the philosophy that we're all in it together. So mm -hmm. there's not a separate booster club for football and for volleyball and for et cetera, et cetera. 
we're all in it together. Uh, and the, the group of parents make sure then each group benefits from, right? You can't mm. just give all the money to one group or one sport, but they have a process to make sure that uh, each sport feels like they're getting benefit from putting in time and effort. Okay. Uh, the next group? Uh, PTSO. 10 seconds, Dr. Healy. What is PTSO? PTSO is uh, they're kind of uh, the group that supports our teachers with uh, Teacher Appreciation Week. Uh, sometimes they'll do stuff at holiday times. Uh, we've, we've, uh, they do like drawings, giveaways mm, yeah. for our faculty. They do like prom or a homecoming, right? They've done prom and homecoming yeah. uh, with uh, snacks, helping us yeah. distribute snacks to kids, like water and snacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Another group? CFPA boosters. Okay. So CFPA boosters versus athletic boosters, Dr. Haley? <laughs> it's the same thing, but got just it. plug in the arts. Okay. Got yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Oh, are there any other uh, formal opportunities for parents? Um, at that night, those are the only ones okay. that are here. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying to think. So, Well, we have, I, I don't know if we have somebody here for Principal's Advisory Council. Principal's Advisory Council is a smaller group, um, but that's the group that I meet with once a month, uh, basically once a month, not every single month, but almost once a month. And we talk through budget, uh, school uh, strategic plan, like school improvement plan. Um, big, Hot issues. Big, big, yeah. big, big issues. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not the minutia of day to day, but more the big picture of the direction of the school. All right, so those are the formal opportunities for yeah. parents to connect. Uh, as you guys were talking about, uh, what's it like to be in a, see the clubs and the the, um, the different athletics and those kind of things? I imagine, and I think I would really want to encourage families to go with your child to that activity fair because, like, I'm a sponsor of a media production club, and I get families that will email me and say, "What is media production club?" And I say, "Well, if your child likes to make graphics, likes to make music, or likes to make videos." Imagine if there was a library of equipment for them to use and a community to do that together. But I, and now hearing this, we really want to have um, the families get to know each other, right? Mm -hmm. So that the, the students that are involved can know the other students that are involved and those parents can make those connections because it's that kind of collaborative teamwork that makes clubs like that be successful. So I think that's also another big opportunity is like thinking like Black Student Union and National Honor Society, those parents being able to connect with parents that have children of like minds. I, th I think with the clubs and activities, I, what I want parents to think through is number one, we have so we have such a rich diversity of clubs at our school that literally there's a place for everyone. Right. And they can find something they connect with. But we do encourage parents to go around and explore with their student. Some 14 year olds have the skills to do that on their own. Mm. But I would say most do not. Right. And so your 14 year old may be outgoing enough, their personality that they enjoy asking questions and 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 meeting new people. Um, but when we've tried in the past to do it student only, what we find is the students all pack together <laughs> in the center of the room and find comfort in seeing their friends rather than visiting with the clubs and activities. They almost need that parent. Uh, support and that gentle push to explore what's out there. Um, so we really encourage parents to do that with their students. Yeah, I, I think that, I, you know, in thinking of, you know, what are we, six going on seven years in, I think we, we've learned a lot of those yeah. things that we've just observed in that moment. All right, so as we're wrapping up, what is our 30 seconds of details? What's the most important thing to know if you're listening to this on Monday, the night before the night, Embark with the Sharks? The date is? 
April 19th. Tuesday. It starts at 6.30. And 6.30 till 7, we get wisdom from Dr. Healy. Mm-hmm. Seven-ish. 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 We, 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 don't, really, we don't want to hold you to 30 It's hard minutes. to be contained, me, Mr. <laughs> Watts, when 100%. I get going. And then once that happens at seven-ish, mm-hmm. uh, families are released for? For um, tours, okay. the, the athletics fair, and then to go to those parent organizations and spirit wear. Okay. And so from 7 to 8.30, it's sort of like make your way around to any of those things as you'd like to. And we'll make sure to go over all of that before they leave the auditorium. But. Okay. And then what are the, um, you guys had mentioned that, you know, Dr. Healy and you, Ms. Hanville, and I'll be there as well. Um, who else would be there for families to be able to meet if they had any questions? So we have other representatives from our leadership team. There'll okay. be members from uh, counseling that okay. are that are there. Um, and then if there's a question that comes up or somebody else we need to put in contact right. with, then, okay. then we can always do that. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Staples, our director of student activities, he'll be there. So we, I think we have or, soccer. Or I was going to say, that's what they yeah. have. we also have like an event yeah. happening. So yeah. he'll be ping-ponging back and forth Correct. between, uh, you said I think we have soccer. Yeah, I think it's soccer. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, they can buy tickets, right? For that, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to say, but I'm like, if you're all in on the experience, right? Like, come yeah, to that. I, and I don't know if the timing will the work out for that, but we certainly yeah. encourage people to come back anytime in the spring to see any of our spring sports. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hear soccer, baseball. I think all of our teams have a really great chance of, yeah. of doing really well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say you didn't ask me, but I would say my my little. Were you done? Yeah. 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 Was there other <laughs> words <laughs> of wisdom that you had? Um, I would say uh, this is a major event. It'll be crowded. We do have soccer going on. Mm. So I wouldn't say, oh, the event starts at 630. I'm going to roll up there at 625. Mm. That's not going to work. One of the adjustments of coming to high school is it's a large, uh, these types of events, like back to school night and other things are large events. And you're just not going to pop up a minute or two before the the event starts and expect to roll into a parking space and and be there on time. Okay, insider trick, where do you park? If uh, you're if you're a parent coming for these events, what's the insider like trick? I, on, you're only asking our, that only like our you listeners. know. You're, <laughs> you're asking, but you what, what would you say? I don't know. I I'm I, I play That's the, not much of an insider's trick. <laughs> this is true. I play the I work here. So my my badge yeah. will get me into a side door. Yeah. So on an event like this, the any event here's a good here's a good lesson for their whole career here. Whenever you come to an event, the key is to know what door is closest to the event. Mm. But when we do large events, again, like back to school night, like this, we'll have multiple doors open, and so the doors around the what we call the side of the building when you go come in and go to the right, um, those will be open by the amphitheater. But we'll also have door one open for an event like this. And so really anywhere a person parks, because it'll be crowded. We, like I said, we have a sporting event going on. So we'll want to make sure parents can access the building from, from either door one or door 33 or door 35. Um, uh, so they'll be able to get in that way. Okay. I don't know if that's much of an insider's trick, but... Yeah. But if you if you come in and you we have a small lot right in front of door one, if you see open spots there, I would park there and come right in door one. Um, and then you'll get directed to the auditorium from there. I think if I wasn't an employee of Colgan High School, 
I would go find the prettiest parking spot in the senior lot. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's, that's where I would go. That's a great thing to look at if, yeah. I, if you're coming in. Sure. Right. Yeah. Just get, get I would want my, my, my daughters to get excited. In four years, she gets to pick her spot in pink. Yeah. yeah. So in summary, I would say, look, uh, we're going to have the opening session. We're going to get mm-hmm. you excited and your, your student excited to come to our school because we want them to be excited. We're going to try to give you all the information you need going into summer so you're ready to roll come August. We're going to just give you some last minute things on on um, their classes for next year, right? So the majority of that work has been done. We're just going to kind of give you a status report of of where we are, you know, if you need to make any last minute adjustments, how you do all that. And then after we do all that fun stuff, then we're going to do the tours and the clubs and activities and all the things we talked about. So it's a really, really valuable night. Um, we try not to make it too long. We understand parents want to be here. They want the information. They don't want to be here for four hours. We don't do four-hour events. So um, we'll be efficient with your time as well. Well, that's amazing. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe and get all future episodes, especially you future ninth grade families. Um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Colgan Sharks. You can subscribe to us, uh, follow us on social media at ColganHS. If you have any questions or comments, you can drop us a line at podcast at ColganHS.com. And thanks for listening.